My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and together with our community are learning to live our most purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness and empower you to feel your absolute best. And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. This episode is brought to you by Ned. Let's talk about CBD. The CBD market feels really saturated these days, doesn't it? It seems like you can get it at any coffee shop or grocery store, and many CBD brands actually source their hemp from industrial hemp farms in China. The brand that we love, and more importantly, the brand that we trust is Ned. Ned produces some of the highest quality CBD available in the world, and Erica and I only partner with brands that we ourselves use. Ned shares third-party lab reports, who farms their products, and their extraction process all right there on their website. Ned is also USDA certified organic with all products extracted from USDA certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Peonia, Colorado. How is that for knowing exactly where your CBD comes from? We have both been longtime users of Ned. I rely on the full spectrum hemp oil to help with anxiety and the hormone balance blend has been a game changer as I transitioned off of birth control. And today we want to talk about Ned's new product, which has been in development for over a year, the de-stress blend. I've gone through two bottles since it's come out and I could not be more obsessed with the benefits and the effects. This one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG is made from the world's purest full spectrum hemp and check out these ingredients. CBG is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the reuptake of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation. Ashwagandha is an amazing Ayurvedic adaptogen that enhances your body's resilience to stress. And the delicious taste of this blend is thanks to the botanical infusion of cardamom and cinnamon. Cinnamon is a powerful prebiotic that supports your gut health, a key player in your mental health. And cardamom combats stress by helping reduce your blood pressure and cortisol levels. Also, Ned's quality speaks for itself. The products have over 1,500 five-star reviews, and they work with incredible partners within the medical field like Dr. Carolyn Leaf, Dr. Christian Gonzalez, and Dr. Will Cole, who has been a two-time guest on this podcast. If you'd like to give Ned a try, Courageous Wellness listeners get 15% off Ned products with the code CWPODCAST. Visit helloned.com slash CWPODCAST to get access. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash CWPODCAST to get 15% off. 
Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. You can also find a link in our show notes. Welcome back, everyone, to Courageous Wellness. We have a great episode on human design with our friend Kelsey Abbott, which we're going to get to in a second. But first, we're going to do our weekly updates, what's going on with us. And Allie, how are you doing this week? I am doing well. Thank you. Um, Although I've been showering at the gym because our hot water heater broke. Other than that, um, things are good. It's so interesting, Erica, we we were talking about like what, um, you know, this ongoing conversation we've been having that most of our listeners now are familiar with about sober curiosity. We did an episode recently on it. Um, you took a year off drinking and then took are now sort of in another space of not, not using alcohol. And I've been doing, um, a dry January and I've done plenty of dry months before in my life and um, dry Januaries, but what is so fascinating for me, and maybe it's because of where I am at 36 and, or just where I am in my own sort of wellness journey that's always ebbing and flowing. I remember in years past, I would be kind of like, itching or really like missing having a cocktail or a drink kind of usually at like the two, two to three week mark. Um, and I'm there, like I'm there now. It's been over two weeks since, uh, I had a drink and I'm not feeling the desire for it at all. I feel so good being off of it. And it's so interesting because I wasn't like really on it. But, you know, over the holidays, probably I was conscious to keep it kind of like low alcohol consumption over the holidays for me. But still, I feel so good off of it. And that's been so eye-opening. There's no real, um, there's no itch for me or desire for me to be like, oh, but on this day, I can't wait till I can have that glass of champagne. And it's funny because there's a couple things like on the calendar, um, including a friend's bachelorette weekend that's coming up in the next couple months. So uh, I guess my point is like, I'm, I think I'm going to kind of just continue this way. Like not like, oh, January 31st or whatever is here, February 1st, like I can have a drink. No, like I think I'm just going to continue this way because I feel good without like a deadline. And if I'm out and I want one, then so be it. But um, anyway, back to this idea, like my friend's having a bachelorette. It's a couple months away. It's going to be in Vegas. I'm just going to be there for one night. And I had to sort of like explore like, oh, I guess the last time I did a Vegas bachelorette was like over, was like 10 years ago, really. But it's like, oh, I could go out and have a fun night with a big group of people and maybe not have a drink. Yeah. In like a town that's like rager, you know? It's yeah. Like, Ooh, that's okay. Like that I can do that if yeah. I want to, because I can do what I want to do. Exactly. And then you can wake up the next morning and, and not be hungover, good. which is 
lovely. Yeah. I'm sure I would just feel like hungover from just being up a couple hours later than normal. So like, I don't need, you know, I don't need an actual hangover on top yeah. of that. Well, and I think that's the thing. Cause if you're not, and I'm sure we have some listeners who are in recovery, but if you aren't in recovery, right. Yeah. If you're, if, right. It, if is it is more of a choice, curiosity. If it's more of a, a curiosity. conversation, like that's the thing I have no desire to drink indefinitely. I have no desire to do it. And actually I have a potential Vegas trip coming up. No too. Yeah. And I'm definitely not going to drink. I already know. I'm like, no, thank you. But, um, but I think for me, it's like, right. If someone has like a delicious cocktail, I'm like fine having a sip or I, you know, maybe one day if someone opens a beautiful bottle of red wine, like having a, a glass. I just don't have the desire for more than a, like a sip because I feel so good. And I think that kind of leads into my update because, you know, I am um, when I was re-listening to this episode with Kelsey that we recorded at the end of last year, um, I've shared this. I've shared a little bit about both of these things on the podcast, but just kind of an update, a general update about what's going on in my life is, you know, my father-in-law has Alzheimer's disease and he's been very ill. And so that has been, that's taken a huge toll on my personal life, you know, in our family. It's something that we're really dealing with and processing and, you know, he's receiving incredible care and he's healthy and, you know, but it's, it's a, it's just a horrible disease. And if anyone else listening has been hit with Alzheimer's or dementia, it's just awful. It's just awful. And, um, at the same time, right. I think a lot of stress and a lot of the emotional pain, did lead. I've also been dealing with an arm injury since, um, since for about a year, but it got really bad in August, September. And, um, good news, a little update there. It's healing so much. Like I have so much mobility. I remember my doctor said it was going to take two years to heal. And it was like, uh, uh-uh. it's been like what, three or four months. And I have so much mobility back. So, um, but I also know like a lot of the pain in my body, a lot of, it's been a lot of emotional stress, right? Like dealing with a loved one who has like a terminal illness. Um, it's just really hard. And so that brings me to my update because as I was re-listening to this episode with Kelsey, I was really living out of alignment, you know, at the time, like the end of last year was, um, just, you know, the last couple of years have been really rough, but it kind of all built to like this moment. And I think it's interesting because when I started drinking again, I mentioned it in the update in Dr. Brooks episode, but I found myself like a little bit more depressed, right? Like a little, like it takes away the edge in the moment, but like, it's like a bandaid over a bigger problem. Right. So, so, so anyway, what, what I wanted to share is I'm doing so well right now. So that's kind of an exciting update. Like I'm doing so well. And I feel so mentally good. And I, I'm just in a really good space. And it was interesting to listen back, you know, and we talk a lot about living in alignment for your specific design. Um, and a lot of stuff It's just, it's a really deep human design episode, but it was amazing because I was living out of alignment and just in two, three months, I feel like I'm so living in alignment. And part of that, right. Is like, drinking doesn't serve me. So I'm not drinking. Um, I mentioned in a couple episodes ago that I'm not, um, eating like I'm, I'm really cutting sugar. So I'm being really conscious of my sugar intake. That's kind of, I think sugar too much sugar and too much added sugar is not good for my mental health. And so being conscious of my sugar intake has made 
a world of difference, like on my mental health, on my menstrual cycles, unbelievable. Like my hormones are thriving. I know Ali is smiling. She's been telling me this forever. I'm also eating so much more protein. Protein's always been hard for me because I don't love animal protein, but I'm eating animal protein. And again, my hormones, my mental health thriving. Um, and I'm really prioritizing my morning and evening routines. And they're not these like long extended flowery things, right? It's literally just like, I have basic things I need to do every morning and evening to set myself up for success. And I'm just prioritizing doing them every day. And they include like, I have a chanting practice that I do morning and evening. I have been reading and journaling in the morning and in the evening. And um, yeah, just taking care of myself, moving my body. Now that my arm is healing, I can move and exercise again. And that's, again, just for my mental health. And so it's like an interesting update. But if anyone is listening and they're in it, right, and you're in a tough season, I feel like I was in a really tough season for like two years. But um, I feel like I'm coming out of it now. And again, there are things that are out of my control. There's stressors that we have to deal with, you know, like health is real, but I am so committed to prioritizing, taking care of myself and my mental health. And I just feel so good. So it was kind of like interesting to listen to an episode when I was really kind of in it and then be on the other side. And so I guess that's my update. And if anyone is in it, you will get to the other side and yeah, prioritizing yourself is the number one thing. And I think it took me a long time to realize that, that um, like I heard on a podcast, I forget which one recently, but they said, basically they've learned that their priorities have to be number one, themselves and their spiritual practice. Number two, their marriage. Number three, their children. Number four, maybe work. And number five, it was like friends and family. And I was, and when I was listening to that, I was like, wow, my priorities, like I'd, I'd be at the bottom of the list, right? It's like everything was above me. And so that's been the biggest change is like my number one priority is myself and my spiritual practice. And that's changed my life. And it makes me show up as a better wife, daughter, sister, friend, partner, and you know, I'm a Capricorn rising. So I have heavy Capricorn energy. So I always show up and I always do my work and I'm always determined. But I think anybody who's there, it's like, there's a difference between showing up and like being mentally in a good place. And so it feels really good. My arm is healing, you know, we're, we're learning to live with this disease in our family with, you know, my father-in-law's health and yeah, I'm just taking care of myself. So that's kind of my update and it's a really great episode. And yeah. I, um, yeah, yeah it's just interesting. It's in- life changes, right? It's like, yeah. well, it's cool to change. have that be a, a part of the intro a- as we go into this episode from a different sort of moment yeah. in this journey. Um, before we get into the episode with Kelsey, we just want to remind everybody that, uh, this episode is brought to you by the lovely milk and honey spas and, um, also online store. Uh, you can use code CW podcast for 20% off. If you are a new um, person attending any of their spas nationwide from LA, we have a couple uh, locations here in Brentwood and Culver City. Also throughout Texas, one in Chicago, Miami. Um, They also have a med spa there as well. But we love to go for their massages and facials and it's, it's quite 
luxurious and awesome. And they use hyper clean ingredients in all of their products. They also carry other great brands in their store um, from Osea Malibu to Super Goop. Um, yeah. So if you want to check it out, you can use CW Podcast at the online store um, and they ship all over, or you can go to one of their physical spot locations. And as a new new guest, use code CW Podcast for 20% off any of their services. Yes. So with amazing. that, let's get Kelsey's episode. Yes, let's do it. So today on the podcast, we welcome back our friend and human design expert and podcast host, Kelsey Abbott. In this conversation, we go even deeper into human design, talking all about authority types, living out of alignment, emotions in human design, human design centers, and so much more. We also talk about the paradigm shift that will be happening in 2027, and we are all feeling the energy in the lead up to it now. So this is definitely not an intro to human design, but if you want to know more about the basics linked in our show notes, we have our first episode with Kelsey that still goes pretty deep, but gives an overview of human design. And in that episode, we talk about human design types, your personal digestion type for your design. We detail the profiles and so much more. So if you're brand new to human design, we recommend pausing now and listening to that episode first. And for anyone wondering, because I would be wondering, I am a 2-5 projector and Allie is a 4-6 generator. Just a quick refresher, human design brings together the principles of the I Ching, astrology, Kabbalah, Hindu Brahmin chakra system, and quantum physics. Your human design chart is calculated using your birth date, time, and place, and shows you how to access your body's consciousness as a decision-making tool to live in a way that is aligned for you. There are five design types, projectors, generators, reflectors, manifestors, and manifesting generators. But within the five types, there's a world to unlock. We find Kelsey to be a wealth of knowledge and so grounded and practical in her application of human design. And we are so excited to go deeper with her in this conversation. We also had the pleasure of being on Kelsey's podcast, Find Your Awesome, twice, and we've linked those episodes in our show notes too. Enjoy the conversation and let us know what you think by tagging us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness. Before we get to today's episode, we want to tell you a little bit about the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Erica and I are both certified integrative health coaches. I have advanced training in hormone health, and she has advanced training in gut health. And we offer health coaching and corporate coaching through the Courageous Wellness Collective. We continued our education and received certification through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. IIN has taken the lead in the health coaching industry from its inception and provides a comprehensive curriculum that combines nutrition, coaching, and business. We loved the program and have had many listeners ask us about continuing their education in nutrition, health coaching, or even just advancing their personal knowledge about food and nutrition. So we are very excited to be able to offer a discount to Courageous Wellness listeners to study at IIN. The program is completely accessible virtually with lectures led by health, wellness, and medical industry experts. To receive up to $2,500 off your tuition, you can use our names, Allie French or Erica Stein, at the time of enrollment to receive the tuition discount. 
We have also included a link in the show notes that will take you directly to IIN to learn more about their wonderful programs. We are really excited to have our friend returning, Kelsey Abbott, human design expert. Um, So Kelsey, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I love hanging out with you guys so much. We've already had, I've already had so much fun. I know. And we just hit record. I was like, we just pressed record. Um, Yeah, we've been on your show. You've been on ours. And um, you actually were the person that inspired us to invite back guests that we really loved speaking with for a second time. And so um, we've done that a handful of times now. And um, it's, it's been great. So thank you. We we credit you for that, um, for inspiring you're, us in that. You're welcome. You're four six. <laughs> yes. We're here for our people. Yes, it's true. Um, so if anybody hasn't yet listened to the earlier episode with Kelsey, please do so. Um, you'll get um a little bit about her and human design and just kind of it's like a good preliminary episode to listen to. So um Today, we're going to jump into a couple more details and questions that we have about human design um, and moving into the new year also as well. So um, I guess just to get us started, you know, last time you were on, you shared, or maybe it was like just a conversation we had. I'm trying to remember, but you shared with us about like an upcoming paradigm shift. Is there anything you can uh, elaborate about on that. (laughs) Yes. So the human design, the new paradigm starts in 2027. So we're getting closer and closer now. So when this comes out, 2023, as we get closer, it's kind of like the universe is shaking things up for us. Like 2020 was a big shake up the boggle box and it's, it's gentler until then, but we are shifting from a left arrowed paradigm to a right arrowed paradigm, which means you don't have to understand this, but for people who like to geek out on this stuff, we have four arrows at the top of our chart. The current paradigm, all of those arrows point left. The new paradigm, they're all going to point right. What does this mean? It's all going to be easy. It's all going to be fast. We're here are more for partnerships than hierarchy, more than like experts. We're all the experts. We're here for celebrating our individualness, our uniqueness. It's about manifesting so fast. Like it's like the air gets thinner in a way. Things get to be easy. We get to get rid of the old ideas that you have to struggle and work hard. Like if you want to heal trauma, you have to really dig around in it and allow things to be easier. The right pointed arrows is a more feminine approach in terms of energy that left arrows are all masculine. So less structure, less rigidity. The current paradigm is what built things like the United Nations and these like structures of governance and community. And this new one is, as I said, about individuals celebrating our uniqueness coming together and like we all rise together. It's really interesting. You know, um, yeah, I have a lot of questions. I'm really excited to talk to this, to talk to you 
talk to you about this. And as you said, I, I think most of us can feel an energetic shift happening, regardless of if you're into any sort of spirituality or not, right? Like something, like you said, since 2020 has been shifting, has been illuminated. We see it in all the social justice movements. We see it in the way the work from home movement, right? The great um, resignations that are happening, like so much is changing so quickly. And um, you mentioned, okay, there's like a couple of things. I'm just going to talk and we can, we can jump and bounce off each other. Right. You mentioned it's going to be softer leading up to this change, but it has felt pretty energetically intense the last few years, right? Not just, of course, we feel it in society. We see it in society, but I think everyone I've talked to, every person, everyone's almost going through their own personal revolution, right? I guess as things are changing. And so I guess it's like, how do we navigate these changes? But also what does it mean for all of us if we were born in that, I guess, left arrow, right? So we were Mm. born and grew up and have lived. I think we can see this, right? Just in society in general. Um, It can be hard. I think it's like, it can be hard to embrace change in general, but especially if you grew up, it's like, even we talk a lot about the unlearnings of diet culture and the unlearn, like so much that we have to unlearn. So I don't know if there's anything you can speak to, but maybe about that softness or that it's going to be easier. How can we kind of lean in and embrace that? Especially if we've grown up in such a left, left arrowed masculine way. Yeah. So the human design experiment because everyone has their own unique experiment. You get to try on your human design, see how it works for you. And that is supposed to take seven years. Interestingly, 2020 was like the explosion. It was like the universe was like, oh crap, we're going into a new paradigm in 2027. We got some stuff to clear out. So let's just like burn stuff down, really shake stuff up as much as possible. And then these seven we've got seven years to lead up and as we like are you guys are you the same people you were in 2020 nope no not even a little no so it's like our, our 2019 selves to our 2027 selves so much it, i can't I obviously can't even imagine what it's gonna be like but the universe is going to get us there. Like all the stuff that we've shed since the start of 2020, let's just say since 2019, like that's all so far behind us right now. Like that we, we're talking the, about the beginning of 2023. It's only three years away. And doesn't it feel like eons ago? Like that's a whole nother lifetime. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, so the universe is, we don't have to do anything. Just watch as you're guided and know that you are always totally supported and it's all happening for you. I think that that concept right there takes a certain amount of like self, um, I don't know, it's like transformation or you have to get to the point in your own sort of journey to truly trust that concept right there. And sometimes it takes 
um, going through some shit (laughs) in order to truly trust that. I know like for myself, even some of the things I look back on as the most difficult moments of my life now with some space, I can see, oh my gosh, like that's why I can now trust in a deeper way that the universe is working for me, um, not against me, you know, and, and to trust that even when things are really, really difficult, because knowing that I've gone through and, and been able to like do some transformation through the difficult things, I guess that's also very Buddhist too, but like, it's all the same, you know, like on the other side of that, you develop this inner sense of trust and, um, that you can rely on the universe to, um, yeah, to work for you, even when it doesn't feel like that in the moment sometimes. Yeah. In the moment, it feels horrible. Yeah. This is the worst thing that could possibly happen. This is the hardest thing. I lost my soul dog in May of 2021. Mm -hmm. It was the hardest experience of my life. And I worked with some people at the time who helped me see like my inner being was saying this is the hardest thing you've ever been through and this is going to change everything for you yeah and it did it I mean I'm only a year and a half out Mm -hmm. and I am a totally different person and I see everything so differently and there's a softening to my energy and I just see how much it shifted and it I mean, I'll just say apologies to the people who aren't like totally on board with this piece of things, but I was able to communicate with him pretty Mm. easily, pretty quickly after he left. And what I, what he showed me so clearly is we had a soul contract together and I kind of bargained for, please come be physical with me. Mm. He was like, okay, I will. And this is going to help you believe that I'm guiding you. So Mm. basically he's been my guide since day one. Then we got to have this amazing, magical, wonderful time physically together. And then he left and he's like, see, I'm still here for you. I'm doing it all. So my ability to offer things up to, to Makai, that's Mm. what I do right now. I'm like, Makai, please take care of this for me. Makai, you're the CEO of my life and business and all of it, just offering it up. It, that's where my trust muscle just like massively grew. I love that. I think that's really beautiful. And I'm sure people, right? Like, yes, that might be a little woo or out there to some people and that's okay. Right. But I think people can probably resonate with that maybe with grandparents or loved ones who have passed and they feel almost like this comfort or guidance. Right. And it's not something that we can always express like, right. Like I don't think we have the right language all the time to talk about it, but I think that's a really, it's a really beautiful point of like having that kind of trust in something. Right. Um, it's just, it's really beautiful and it's really, yeah, it's really beautiful. It's something I'm, I'm evolving with myself too. And like, well, what is at Ali and I were actually just talking about this earlier, but it's like, well, what is at the center of my life that's guiding me? Like really what is, what is at the center of my life that's guiding me? What do I have trust and faith in that through 
hard times, through difficult times, right? To have that faith that, well, you know, it's it's all going to be okay, right? That sounds so cheesy, but um, but you know, we've talked about this so much on the podcast. Like, I truly believe we're all born with a mission and a purpose or else we would not be here. And a lot of times like hard struggles and hard things, right. Are just expedient means or things that happen to push us towards where we're supposed to go. And, um, that can be uncomfortable, but if we can, right. And I guess that's going to lead into a question, right? Like if we can lead in, it becomes easier. And I wonder how you've been able to use or how we can all use human design and these modalities to help us kind of lean into that softness. Because something you mentioned earlier with the paradigm shift, and this is something I really believe in, right, is when you talk about manifestation or creating these lives that we want, um, it doesn't have to be, quote, it's a podcast, I'm doing quotes, like it doesn't have to be hard. And so maybe we can talk about how it doesn't have to be hard and how we can use our human designs. And is it just like, it can be easy if we're able to lean in and tap into our gifts instead of, I don't know, like fighting against what's most aligned for us. I'm going to let you elaborate here, but I guess like how we can use our human design to lean into this softness, to lean into this faith and to um, kind of make all of our dreams come true. (laughs) Yeah. So we've all been conditioned to, to struggle, right? We've all been taught no pain, no gain, hustle harder. That's it's whether we believe it anymore or not, it's something that we've all been exposed to. And the deal is if every one of us has this soul blueprint, our human design chart, and it was given to us to show us the easy path. We really are designed to be like floating on the lazy river, the most fun, not a boring lazy river, but like a super fun lazy river, having so much fun. And we're all trying to swim against the current because humans. So depending on your energy type, there's a different way there. I mean, living in total alignment with your human design is how you maximize ease. And there's so many things like whether you're built for consistency or you're not built for consistency, living in your appropriate environment, all of that. But let's just look at the energy types right now. So if you're a generator or manifesting generator, the universe is your personal shopper. You are not designed to figure it out. And when you try to figure it out, like we were just talking about, like my trying to figure out where I'm going to live next, I just cause suffering. I just get right on the struggle bus. I have no idea. The universe is going to bring it to me at the perfect time. And my job is to respond. So that doesn't mean the universe is going to like drop me off in that place. Maybe it's Ellie and Erica shouting out names of places. And one of them just being like, oh, yes, I had this experience last weekend at the end of a bike ride. We were doing our little cool down lap around around the strip mall where we'd parked and the grocery store is open. So people are coming out of the grocery store and this woman walked out almost right in front of me with this beautiful orange skirt. And I loved it so much. It was such a sacral, like full body. Yes. For me that I found myself being like, Oh, like I loved her orange skirt. That's what, that's what a holy hell. Yes. Feels like for generators and manifesting generators, the universe is going to bring you whatever it is and you get to respond. And sometimes it's just something fun, like somebody else's outfit. It doesn't always have to be the thing that's going to change your life. 
if you are a projector, you are going to board the ease train when you wait for the invitation and you don't provide guidance until you've been invited to, to provide it. And that is because the rest of us need to clear space for projector wisdom to land. If we haven't cleared that space, you're going to guide us. We're going to say, screw off, mind your own business. And no one's going to be happy. If you're a manifester or a manifesting generator, you're going to get these urges from the universe. And these are things you can't explain. Like suddenly you need to go jump in the water or you need to go play on the swings. Always follow your urges. And then if you're a reflector, you are going to experience maximum ease when you really, truly accept the fact that you are a fluid being. You are a different being every single day. Don't try and force yourself to show up the same way every single day. It's so interesting. It's, you know, even um, in human design, it's so interesting. I just wanted to say like my brother doesn't believe in any of this stuff, like at all, like literally cannot talk about astrology, human design, anything will around him. He will roll his eyes and just not be into it. But I did his human design chart and he lives like he is, he is his human design. He is his astrology. It's like unbelievable. But even, um, you know, um, we've been, he's like making some big decisions and he has some things going on and, we be out and he'd be like, well, just know, Eric, I'm not making any decisions today. I have to sleep on it. Like I have to sleep on it and um, I have to think about it. And that's how I do things. And that's his human design. Like it literally, that's his, um, which I know we're going to talk about, but I think that's his authority and how he responds is he needs to take time with it. And I just like, I wanted to shout, I was like, you're living your human design and you don't even know it. But, um, yeah, it just, it blows my mind the more I learn about, and I know Allie, you've had these experiences so much with like learning about human design, learning about these modalities and being like, wow, this is what it really feels like to live in alignment. Yeah. Or what it feels like to live out of alignment. I know. I think mine is, um, I don't, Kelsey, you'll be able to describe this better than me, but I understand that like with my human design, when I'm living in alignment, I feel satisfaction. And when I feel out of alignment, the word is frustration. And that like, that simple thing is like the most accurate as far as the feeling goes. Um, yeah. So it's, re it's really interesting. And, and I very much like still am a novice. Like I've learned stuff from you and, um, you know, and just like, kind of exposing ourselves to it a little bit more, but, um, but yeah, but the more I learn, I'm like, oh, wow, that, that feels, you know, that feels right. <laughs> um, so that being said, Erica just kind of touched on this idea of the authority in our human design profile. And I have more questions about that. So, um, can you share with us what, what are authorities in human design and what are the actual, like the different ones? Um, just for any, any of our listeners who also are curious to learn more about that. Yeah. So authority is how you make decisions. So we've got emotional authority, sacral authority, splenic authority, ego authority, any center can be your authority, G center authority, not the throat. Um, and then there's mental projectors. 
Erica, are you a splenic authority? I'm sp- yeah, I'm splenic. Good. Um, because mental projectors are really hard to describe. <laughs> All of the authorities and everything in human design, I can describe it from what I understand. But the truth is, I can explain the stuff that I have personal experience with. Yeah, really well. But when it comes to things that like, for instance, I've never personally known that I know of a mental projector. So I haven't had that conversation with them of like, what is it like for you? I believe mm. it's like they see it, see it on a screen in their mind and make a decision from there. But that's all I'm saying about mental projectors. Okay. So emotional authority is, it doesn't matter what your energy type is. Anyone can have emotional authority. It's, and uh, I have emotional authority. So emotional authority means like your brother, you want to take at least 24 hours yep. to make a decision. Now, there's a bunch of other things about emotional authority. Maybe we should come back to that. So okay. I'll, that's that's the quick example. And then I have so much else to say. Sacral authority only happens in generators and manifesting generators. And the sacral center says yes or no. Don't ask it, what am I going to have for dinner? Instead, ask it, do I want broccoli or do I want zucchini or do I just keep throwing things at it? And it's either going to be a holy hell yes or a holy hell no or nothing. That'd be super quiet. And if it's not a holy hell yes, it is a no. And let me do, I will go back to emotional authority to just say, using your emotional authority, take 24 hours and if it feels emotionally good, like it feels good, it feels joyful, it feels sweet, it feels exciting, that's a yes. If it feels icky, angry, sad, anything negative, it's a no. And it might just be a no for now. It might just be a yes for now, but trust it. Okay, splenic authority is, you know, in it's an instant response. Right away, you know, this is the fastest authority. You know what? You know what you need to know when you need to know it and not a minute before. And afterwards, it's stale and useless. Ego authority, you do what you want. These are obviously the quick rundown. G center authority, these people need to talk out that what they're thinking about and then they can hear themselves. Okay, let's go back to emotional authority because emotional authority, first of all, I want to touch on when generators and manifesting generators have emotional authority, they also have a sacral center, but their emotional authority is their way of making decisions. They're still going to have that sacral response more for like faster things. So when someone is emotional, a generator or MG with emotional authority is deciding what to have for dinner, don't use your emotional authority or you won't eat because you're not going to get an answer for 24 hours. So use your sacral for that. Or if you have a defined spleen, use your spleen. You will get intuitive hits as well. So emotional authority means you're what is called emotional in human design. And if you don't have emotional authority, you are considered non-emotional. What that means is people who are emotional have a defined solar plexus, the emotional center in human design, people who don't have an open or undefined solar plexus, people who don't have emotional authority are going to feel and amplify other people's emotions. People who have a defined solar plexus 
have their own emotions and those emotions come straight from the universe. It's emotions are also spiritual lessons. So it's the universe has a direct dial to guide your emotions to say, go this way or don't go this way. And people with emotional authority are going to have emotional waves. And there are four different flavors of emotional waves. Do you want me to keep going? Yeah. What are those flavors? Okay. We want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about today's sponsor, Milk and Honey. Milk and Honey is a female founded and funded brand that began as a luxury day spa in Austin, Texas, and has since grown to include eight locations across Texas and Los Angeles, California, as well as a line of bath, body, and skincare products born from the spa. One of Milk and Honey's best-selling products is the natural deodorant, which is loved by Zoe Kravitz and was featured in her Vogue's Beauty Secrets video. I've been using the baking soda free version exclusively for over two, three years. This gentle aluminum free baking soda free deodorant was designed to nourish sensitive skin while keeping you feeling and smelling fresh all day long. It never gave me any itchy red bumps when I switched over and passed the smell test, even after an intense workout. It truly is the best and comes in two scents, lavender tea tree and lemon vanilla. In addition to clean deodorant, their online boutique also offers clean beauty products from top brands, including Osea Malibu, Virtue, Moon Juice, Kula Sun Care, Supergoop, and more. Some favorite products of mine other than the deodorant include Milk and Honey's Gel Cleanser, Supergoop Glow Screen and SPF 40, which I now buy on their site, and Osea's Body Oil and Vegas Nerve Oil, which activates the body's relaxation response and helps regulate stress. Their spas are also lovely, and we are both big fans of their spa treatments. And we now offer discounts at both the online boutique and spa locations on all spa and med spa treatments. We are also thrilled to partner with Milk and Honey to offer a courageous wellness spa package called the Courageous Wellness Retreat at a discounted rate. The Courageous Wellness Retreat combines a 60-minute Milk and Honey Signature Massage, which is a Swedish massage tailored to your needs, focusing on relaxation and stress relief combined with body brushing, an exfoliating and detoxifying treatment that uses a natural bristle brush that you get to take home to stimulate your lymph and circulation while also reviving dull skin. Courageous Wellness listeners can enjoy 20% off your next order at milkandhoney.com and 20% off your first spa service at any Milk and Honey location with code CWPODCAST. Visit milkandhoneyspa.com to find a location near you. And if you want to try the Courageous Wellness Spa package offered at a special rate, use the code Courageous Wellness Retreat to redeem. This is not able to be combined with any other discount or promotion. You can also find all the information in our show notes. We are so excited to offer our listeners a new discount to one of the best probiotic supplements on the market, Seed. If you are a regular listener of the podcast, then you know that Allie and I are both very serious when it comes to the importance of gut health and building a thriving microbiome. 
I personally have been using seed for close to a year now and have noticed a big difference in my digestion and bloating. I am devoted to taking seed every single morning before food, and I'm really excited to share their daily symbiotic with our audience. The formulation of the daily symbiotic combines a probiotic and prebiotic is vegan and gluten-free and includes 24 clinically studied naturally occurring strains, not found in yogurt or fermented foods and beverages, and lives up to the highest standards for human and planetary health. Yes. And in addition to being a really reliable probiotic and prebiotic supplement, Seed is committed to creating science-based education for all those that partner with them through accountable advertising at Seed University. This is where we are all committed to not spreading misinformation about health on the internet. Pretty important, right? Also, I personally love their commitment to sustainability with a refill system and all recyclable or biodegradable packaging materials. Erica and I only advertise products that we use and feel are of benefit to us and by extension could be of value to our community as well. If you would like to order Seed Daily Symbiotics to incorporate into your own gut health routine, go to seed.com and use the code COURAGEOUS15 at checkout for 15% off or click on the link in our show notes. So you vanilla? Can no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, kind of. That's kind of what mine is. It's kind of vanilla because it's the subtle, or I call it surface emotional wave. Because on the one hand, we're ready to cry any minute. Put us in front of a Hallmark movie, and we will be bawling. In fact, we can't even handle it. And here's my technique for watching Hallmark movies: is we know the formula, so we watch the happy, happy beginning. We see the conflict, and we fast forward. <laughs> until they make up and everything's happy again feel free to use that technique you can watch a movie in like half an hour it's great (laughs) Um, so mine is also the subtleness of it means that I feel like my soul chose to be super discerning because I have to be discerning oh am I in an emotional wave right now and I was yesterday I was like oh I'm less sparkly than usual. Like I feel fine, but Oh, I'm not my sparkliest self. So that means I'm in an emotional wave. And when I'm in an emotional wave, when anyone is in an emotional wave, an emotional wave will last 24 hours, as long as you don't make it a feeling. So emotions come from the universe. They're this direct line of spirit and they don't have any thoughts associated with them. They come out of the blue. A feeling is a result of a thought. So like you step outside, see that it's pouring rain and you feel disappointed because you wanted to not get wet. That's a, that's a feeling. An emotion, you're just kind of feeling blah for no reason or super joyful for no reason. That's an emotion. If when you're in an emotional trough, if you are feeling an emotion and you ask yourself what's wrong, you end up back in your head. And you probably come up with a story because you're a human and we are brilliant storytellers. And then you create a feeling and a feeling lasts as long as the thought lasts. So an emotional lasts 24 hours. A feeling will last a second or a decade or your whole life. So one emotional wave is the subtler surface wave. Then there's the building emotional wave, which can be tracked. Like you might find that every three weeks you need a release 
not that you need a release, but the release happens. And I'm just throwing three weeks out there. It might be longer. It might be shorter. Then there's the, I call it the cliff diving emotional wave, which is when things get, they're good, great, amazing, awesome, incredible, kapow. They suck. Everything sucks. And this one goes really deep. And it's like people with this emotional wave need someone in their life to remind them that there's still light at the surface. So we're going to go from cliff diving to free diving because this is where then I feel like they're free divers. And when free divers come up from a free dive, the first thing people are supposed to say to them is breathe. And fun fact, if they don't breathe, you're supposed to blow on their eyeballs. So the these people can go feel so deeply and then they come back up to the surface and you say breathe or there's light and then they might go down again. And then there's spontaneous highs and lows which is, I think of it as the universe's like hand on the dial is like, Whoop, whoopsie, sorry, have fun with that one. So when you're in your emotional trough, you want to take, give yourself a timeout. You want to move your body, move that emotion through you. Give yourself 24 hours. Don't take any actions. Don't make any decisions. Trust that you're going to have so much clarity on the other side. And this is actually in like visual clarity too. On the other side of an emotional wave, everything looks so much crisper. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you mentioned, I was I have so much, but, but we'll start here. So you did mention though, if you're an emotional generator or manifesting generator to make decisions this one way, what if you're an emotional projector? Is there anything to note about them? No, no. It's just- if you're an emotional projector, see, if you're an emotional mg or generator you've got this backup system got it we know you also have a defined sacral got it and you might also have a defined spleen Mm, got it okay but if you're an emotional projector you're just an emotional projector and so then what about the non-emotionals because you're saying i'm just ali and i are both non-emotional and um i think we touched on this this is not what we really went into in our last episode but we did touch on it and i think if i remember correctly you talked about how non-emotionals can really take in Emotionals, because I know other non-emotionals who are like the most emotional people I know, and I think living a little out of alignment. But if you are non-emotional, what does that exactly mean for your emotions? And especially if you're saying like emotions are from spirit, emotions are this like universe gift. How can non-emotionals, I guess, protect their energy and also experience that magic? Yeah. So if you're non-emotional, you don't get you don't have your own emotions. The universe does not deliver them directly to you. It delivers them to you through other people. Mm. So you feel and amplify other people's emotions. You're as a non-emotional, your natural state is calm, cool, and collected. And you are going to feel emotions wherever you go. You're going to feel them whenever you interact with any other human. If you're interacting, like you guys feel my emotions right now. I don't know what that's like. I don't know what it's like to feel other people's emotions. I used to think I did before I understood human design. I was like, Oh, I definitely feel other people's emotions. Mm-mm. I only have two open centers and they're my head and Ajna. You're just I feeling yours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel feelings. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel yeah. other people's mental energy very, very strongly. Um, so you're also, you guys are feeling the collective emotions, mm-hmm. which 
holy moly can we just send a whole bunch of compassion to all of you guys who are feeling all of the collective emotions for the last few years it makes me feel less bad when I'm told I'm a little self-righteous I'm like well I'm just feeling everything so deeply (laughs) or less like yeah that's the thing it's like less like um I don't know what's the right word like it kind of makes sense too. I I feel it from like an energy level where it's like I've had periods of my life where I've been like super physically active, super like mentally active. And it's not that I'm not physically or mentally active now, but I'd say the last few years I've dealt with like exhaustion while doing a whole lot less than I've ever done before. And I'm like, Oh, I think that makes sense because feeling the collective, like even just watching the news, you know, or reading the news, which I do every day, but then to an extent, I also set a strong boundary. Like I'm like, okay, I need to get the information that's important to like keep up with because it's important to be, um, involved and give a shit as what's going on in this planet. And at a certain point, there's a diminishing rate of return for me and my energy. So being able to do both, but like, it's like, that makes sense where I'm like, oh, I've felt the exhaustion of the collective too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's okay. So here's what you do. And so I'm like, what do we do? Yeah. (laughs) You recognize that anytime you feel an emotion, It is not a feeling. So a feeling you're going to be familiar Mm -hmm. with, right? It comes from a thought. So when you feel an emotion, you simply say with intention, please return to sender with compassion. Mm, I love that. You can't process or hold or carry anyone else's emotions. Your feeling their emotions is not helping them. Or us. Yeah, it's definitely (laughs) not helping you. Wow. You're, You're like, oh, cool. Now I know what it's like to feel that. This, yeah. Oh my god. This gosh. resonates with me a whole lot, Kelsey. So deeply. And yeah, so I guess deeply. Erica too. Because sometimes I'm like, okay, like I guess I feel feel quote unquote all this stuff, but there's there's nothing that in this moment I can do. Like it's not like it's not like productive in this particular moment. Yeah. And so I- that's when I have to like what I call like set a boundary or, you know, we both chant, like I'll go chant about it. Or sometimes I'll chant about something and like, feel like I'm moving emotion through me that isn't mine, but it's like, almost like, why do I have all of this? But I, I have like this distinct feeling like this isn't mine. And I know that. And yet, like, I'm glad I'm aware of it. And yet like, it can't stay here. Yeah. Yes. I I relate so much. And also, Allie, for you, you have a lot of open centers. If I remember correctly, you have seven open centers. So you are feeling not just other people's emotions, but other people's energy in all of those centers. Mm. You are feeling and amplifying other people's energy in all of that. So permission for all of it. Please return to sender with compassion. You can't not feel it. I mean, you could Mm -hmm. become a hermit, but if you're going to, and you'd still feel the collective energy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you're going to interact with the world, you're going to feel other people's energy. Yeah. And then it's about not acting from that. Right. Not trying to Mm. like, 
Yeah. Not then it becomes like micromanagey. Yeah. And it becomes it's then you're acting out of alignment. You're not supposed to act from somebody else's mental pressure or whatever it is. You're designed and Ali for you, you're designed to act from your desires as a generator. Yeah. You just you're here to the universe serves something up to you. You're like, oh my goodness, yes, I love it. And then you go that way. Yeah. It's true. I feel like the more I've learned about human design too, it's given me more permission to not just like do things that I think I should be doing because it's like, oh, I'm going to get more results from that or something like that's never what like my results, like what if I'm even just looking at one area of my life, like career, for example, like the best jobs in my life, the best opportunities have never come from a conventional way, like through a conventional um, channel. It's not through like interviews or like even even some of when I was performing full-time like yeah some of them were from auditions but oftentimes it's like doing one project that was really great and led to another project that was really fun and didn't have to go through like a formal process yeah and because you're a four six your stuff is always gonna come to you through your people Mm, that's so So interesting permission to not do things the way you're like, quote unquote, supposed, supposed to. And, and if anyone is interested, we really went into the, and again, this is all going to be linked in our show notes and we've probably yeah. already said it in the intro, but we really went into the profiles, which are the numbers in the last conversation. So if you're hearing like four, six, or you're hearing these things, um, go listen to the other episode. Cause we got, we got really deep and specific, but you know, similarly, I relate so much to this. And I think like I think this is the source of a lot of my anxiety, to be honest, is because I'm taking in emotions that don't belong to me. And then I act out of alignment. And yeah, like I think self-righteous was the wrong word, but like I can get really passionately. um, I can get really like passionate, I think is the high vibe way to describe it, where it's like, um, but it's about things that aren't it's, it's out of alignment a lot of times, right? It's like, okay, well, does getting this like passionately aggressive really serve the situation? No. Um, is that really the best avenue for change? No. And with my anxiety, right? Like I am, I am around. And I think because of my profile and as a projector, my energy type, a lot of people put things on me to begin with and then being non-emotional. I'm just like, wow, I think this is why I'm so anxious because so I know you mentioned, please return to sender <laughs> with loving compassion, but what other tips do you have for helping people get into alignment? Because it can be really um, hard. And to be honest, I think I think, right. And I guess that's like my question and kind of what I've been going through the last year and and what I've kind of been dealing with is a lot of shit that doesn't belong to me. Right. It's a lot like I have a lot of people in my environment that I can't um, can't not be around. Right. It might be family dealing with health issues. There's just a lot that's been going on. It's been a heavier season in the last year, especially with with family dynamics. Um, And so it's not like I can avoid them, right? I can't run away from it. I can't, I can't, I can't not deal with it. 
So it's really hard because I'm looking, right? Like my aligned path is success. My not self is bitterness. And I'm like, wow, like I'm taking in so many people's emotions. I find myself being so bitter. (laughs) You know, I'm like, I find myself living that. And so I know, sorry, I'm like therapy session. I know I have to find a way to live aligned while being in my environment, right? I can't run away from my environment. But if anyone listening is like, yep, me too, me too, right? Especially as we're heading into this paradigm shift as a lot is is changing. Do you have any more tips of how we can live aligned, even if our environment almost wants us to live unaligned at the moment? (laughs) Yeah, I have a bunch of things I want to say in response to everything you said. One, How do we protect ourselves when the energy coming at us is too much? Our body naturally protects us by putting on weight. So I just want to send a big hug to anyone who's like, why can't I lose this weight? Maybe you're protecting yourself subconsciously and it's about getting back into alignment. It's about please return to sender with compassion. So then Erica, I'm curious, do you have Kate 38 in your route? No, I don't have it. So I ask because gate 38 is the gift of fighting for what you believe in. It's also thriving in a shit storm. And yeah, so I'm wondering if somebody in your life has it or somebody who raised you possibly has it. I don't know if this is, would you describe yourself right? What you describe yourself righteousness is fighting for what you believe in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can be very passionate and um, angry. I have a Mars. I'm an Aries Mars too. So it can really manifest. I let things go really easily, but I can kind of get that burst of fire, like roar. Yeah. And then the other thing I wanted to say, I haven't even gotten your question yet, but is, so when Allie, when you feel frustrated or any generator or MG feels frustrated, when a projector feels bitter, when a manifester feels angry, that means that you're living out of alignment. So your frustration, Allie, typically when you're trying to figure it out or you're just doing things that are no's and that's N-O, not the thing on your face. Um, Erica, when you feel bitter, it's probably because you're not waiting for the invitation. And then yeah. a manifester, when they feel angry, it's typically because they are looking to other, they're trying to please other people. And they've got themselves, they feel like they're trapped in a box. So Wow. I want to do all my friends' charts. <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's your key to not living in alignment. That and I think of alignment as a balance beam, by the way. It's like you're on it, you fall off, you get back up, you fall off on the other side, you get back up. The practice is getting back up. So don't like we are designed to fall off and then get back up. You're not doing anything wrong if you're sitting on the ground. Just get back up. Do it again. Yeah. Okay. So your environment is tricky. How do you try and stay aligned? Live from your defined centers. Follow your strategy, which is a generator or an MG, is to respond as a projector is to wait for the invitation. Follow your strategy. Follow your authority use, as we talked about, use that to make decisions and then live from your defined centers. When going in your open centers, open or undefined centers by yourself is going to cause suffering. You are designed, you have this energy was chosen for you. Live from your defined centers. 
know that you're going to pick up other people's energy in all of your open centers. So this, then it's about finding your practice. What do you need to do to clear out other people's energy? Do you need to have some time alone? And I sometimes I'll picture a purple tornado. As I said, I I have two open centers. So I will take that tornado through my crown and Ajna and try and clear out everything. And stuff still swirls around in there. It's not a perfect tool, but that's what I've got. Maybe you find like you really need to get your feet on the earth. Maybe, maybe it's like a, a sound bath. I mean, the possibilities are endless, but find whatever works for you to clear out all the stuff that isn't yours. So real quick, if someone's looking at like they pull up on an app and they're new to human design, if they're looking at their chart how do you, are the defined centers the ones that are like the circles that are filled in? Like the defined centers are the centers that are colored in. That are colored in. Yeah. Okay. If it's colored in, it's defined. So around the numbers, white, right? No, like, like the, the whole center mm, is okay. colored in. The whole center is colored in. Got it. Yeah. Like I'm looking at mine really quickly. I only have two that are defined. Yeah. yeah. So everything have, else is open. I have four. Interesting. Yeah. And I have so seven. understand wow. your defined centers, like learn about what they are and try to lean into that is what you're saying, really. Yeah. And then do the practices that work for you to clear out the open centers where you may be taking on stuff that's easier to get out of alignment. Yeah. And understand what it can look like and feel like to be in those open centers. For instance, for you, Allie, with your open G center. Mm-hmm. You are going to be a different person in different environments. Mm-hmm. So own that, flow with it. Yeah. Recognize what environments make you feel really good, what environments don't make you feel really good. And don't try and hold yourself to being one person everywhere you go. That's really so. If it's open, you're more flexible in those areas. So, like, for instance, so if you just explained open G center, what if you have open ego or open sacral? open emotions. So let's talk about, well, we talked about open emotion. Let's talk about open sacral first. So manifestors, projectors, and reflectors all have open sacral. And what this means is you're going to feel and amplify other people's desires. Mm -hmm. So note that like when you go out to eat with friends, Mm. look at the menu ahead of time, decide what you want when you're alone, and then maybe write it down to commit to that and then order first, because otherwise you're going to order what other people want and it's going to come and you're going to be like, I, I don't even like okra. <laughs> um, so interesting. And, and you don't know when enough is enough. Mm. So the sacral engine has a stop. I'm out. The Without a sacral engine, you don't have that. So you can drive yourself into burnout. Gosh, isn't human design? I'm sure everyone listening, like, and Kelsey, I have to say, you are so, you are so grounded, and you are so much more high vibe about, right? Like, you you pull out the good, right? You pull out the um, the opportunity for for anybody that I think you talk to, or every time we've talked to you, I always leave feeling so empowered as opposed to so like. Right. And I think sometimes that's why people can shy away from this work is because it it can be overwhelming of like, well, what if I find out all this about myself? But 
it's actually really, I think, exciting to find out all of this about yourself because then it's like, huh, okay, well, this, this is why I feel the heaviness. And this is how I can now take steps to not feel the heaviness. I find it. And I just love the work you do. Thank you. I really feel like human design is a tool to remind us that we're all light and remind us of what makes us unique and fabulous and all the good stuff. And learning that something isn't yours, how freeing is that? It's almost like you've been like, this sweater is so uncomfortable. And someone's like, take it off. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, you know, we could, talk to you about it for hours as we have, as we have before. Um, and even though you've been on before and we we've asked you our wrap up questions, I want to ask them again today because I think that at different times, people's answers can be different. Um, and that's cool. So as we start to wrap up the episode, I'm curious, and I think it's, this question is really, really kind of relevant to what we've been talking about, but in addition to doing like the purple tornado that you're talking about, um, what are your currently your daily self-care practices? Um, and I guess my like add on for you specifically is and the the practices that you do regularly to get yourself back into alignment when you fall off. Mm. Okay. I love this question. The, what do I do is probably the same as I answered last time because I'm built for consistency and I still have the same morning routine. I go outside with my hot lemon water and I greet the day and I put my toes in the grass and come inside and meditate and do a bunch of activation exercises. And, you know, I'm fully plant-based and I'm a triathlete, but what do I do to get myself back in alignment? This is something I've been thinking about a lot lately because I think about it like all day. My strategy is I want to be sparkly as all day. I want to be my sparkly self. So what's going to set me up for that? And I've thought about it. I was thinking about it today in terms of what am I, what do I want to wear today? I could just, I'm solo puppy parenting right now. It is sometimes total chaos and I'll just like reach in a drawer, just grab something and put it on. And now I'm starting to be super intentional. I'm like, what brings me joy? And the shirt I'm wearing right now, I'm like, yes, I want to wear an orange shirt. That brings me so much joy. So being only being available for things that are absolutely awesome and things that are going to bring me joy. And also thinking about if I have to, if I want to sparkle myself up and I've got five minutes, what do I do? And my tool, if I'm at home, like if it's before a Zoom call or something, is I juggle and I'll I call it a juggling dance party. I will put on music. I'll even tell you like what I'm listening to and I juggle. And that's, that's my go-to sparkle up situation. I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, the next question we always ask is what does being courageous mean to you? Mm. It means being brave enough to live in alignment. It means being brave enough to be a total weirdo. Like you're, this isn't what most people on the planet are doing right now. They're not listening to their authority. They're not following their strategy. They're not waiting for the invitation. And it it's following your strategy and authority and leaning yeah. into your unique gifts. Yeah, that's great. 
And then the final one is, do you have a book recommendation or I'll expand it also to a piece of content that's just been inspiring or meant something to you recently? Oh, I'm currently reading this just really interesting book. It's shoot. It's by Catherine Price. It's something about having fun, like the art of having fun. And it's a really fun book. It's just really interesting how she talks about how in before the industrial revolution, we made things and we got paid for making things like you built a barn, you got paid for completing that. And then the industrial revolution came and we started getting paid by the hour. And with that came this idea that if you're not working, you're not making money and therefore you're being unproductive and it's a waste of time. So having fun became a waste of time. Like, yeah, let's all shake that. Wow. And start having fun, intentional fun all day, every day. Yeah. Great. I love that. Um, well, if anybody wants to find you, work with you, where can they do that? KelseyAbbott.com. There you go, everyone. Check Thank it you, out. Kelsey. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net, where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.